I think our governor is trying to do away with laws of requiring a license in order to open carry. Yeah, he is. Just so everyone can just run around with guns. We can just, like, engage in gun warfare everywhere we go. I'm, I'm fairly... It was either my brother or my dad that was talking about it last time I was home, but I'm pretty sure he's trying to do away with concealing carry. Oh, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Yeah, because I think you can already open carry. Yeah, you can open... I think you can open carry in most states, to be honest. Yeah. As long as you're not going in public places or or places that restrict weapons. Right. Which is like everywhere. I don't know where in the world you think you're going to go with a gun on your hip. Yeah, like every store and everything has a little gun slash whatever Mm -hmm. thing. But then... A little conservative ice cream shop, like way off on the edge of town. It's like, we welcome all your fucking yeah. gun nutty. Uh, 10% off to your ice cream cone if you come in with a gun. Yeah, if you could shoot this ice cream cone off my head, you get it yeah. for free. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, so if you have a concealed carry, though, are you allowed to go in those places that say no guns or still no gun? Technically, still no gun. But, but since it's concealed, nobody knows. Right. That's what's kind of ridiculous about the law. Like, I guess it would just make it to where people wouldn't get in trouble if they were to be found with a gun on their person without a conceal and carry license. But that's it. Yeah, it makes me pretty nervous. I I feel like that's the case with a lot of folks that carry around guns, though. Like, they they don't exactly have the skill set or the judgment to warrant them being that type of extrajudicial police officer type exactly. person. It's really weird. Uh, or they're like, they'll they'll go on all day about like how they support these types of things. And you go out to the gun range with them and their groups are all over the place. They're shooting off target. Right. Well, <laughs> they're taking forever yeah. to aim. Like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's horrible, dude. It's fucking... I hate this country, but that's a whole other story. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about how much we hate this country. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I like it, but I hate it. I hate it because I know it could be better, right? It's like the whole thing. It ought to be better. Like, I feel like with all the resources that we have, it should be better, right? Exactly. That's like what makes it so shitty. It's like, we're not mm-hmm. living our best life. We, we, we are, Our priorities are shit. It's fucking trash. Yeah. We're not trying to improve ourselves. It's just like this this rat race for wealth, material possessions, and yep. there's this like uppity kind mm-hmm. of uh, I know better despite the fact I haven't researched dog shit. Uh, it's yep. quite sad. It's, it's sad. quite it's sad indeed. Oh, yeah. Cynic Empowerment. Last time on Cynic Empowerment. What if I told you that my favorite kind of cake was, uh, yellow cake with chocolate icing? Pretty basic, you sound like my grandmother. What if I told you, hold my pocket. Hold my motherfucking pocket. That kind of bums me out. There you go. You shouldn't be allowed to say that, though. Hey, I, I brought you into this world and I could take you the fuck out. Don't, don't you ever forget where that, su- that super pack money come from. Don't you ever forget. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. 
And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Ooh, well, yeah. well, well. Tell you what, uh, sometimes it's nice to be able to have little one-on-one -on -one conversations like this. I, I really I really appreciate being able to sit here with you and, uh, and really come out of my shell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. God damn it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. That was a good pun. Damn Thanks. it. Thanks. <laughs> um, you know the ah oh, fuck. I, I got one. Wait, wait for it. Wait. I'm gonna um uh slow and steady wins the race in most conversational situations. <laughs> Much hey, like my example just then. That was pretty great. So for for those of you that are wondering about these puns that we're trying to come up with off the top of our head, I just jumped that one on Jimmy. Like. I'd been planning it prior to the episode. Didn't talk to him about it before, so that was that was great that you tried. Thank you. <laughs> turtles, turtles. We're technically turtles. Technically tortoises, but I'll I'll allow it. We can say turtle. Turtles and tortoises at the airport in the turtle land. And the tor and the turtle land. The turtle. That's. <laughs> So we're talking about oh, yeah. the Philippine police that found over 1,500 turtles that were abandoned inside luggage at the Manila airport. That's yes. pretty ridiculous. Uh, I did not know that you can make that much money off turtles. In fact, if you are to go inside your average pet store and waltz on over to the reptilian section, mm -hmm. which is bound to be the uh, the quietest portion of the store. This is true. Possibly the least smelly. At least a hell of a lot smelly. Less smelly than like the gerbil area and the True. bird area. Like it's usually terrible. Yeah. What it is. It's like almost like those little cypress chips and like whatever kind of mulch they line their cages with. It just like absorbs and then amplifies that that smell throughout the store. It's They're, always like that yeah. same like soured like shit and wood. Shit and wood. Yeah, that's uh, literally what it is, and it's exactly what it smells like. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very, very particular smell. Like I would know that smell. I mean, as as a carpenter, Tim, I think you should know that smell quite well. I think all carpenters are very well acquainted with the combination of the smell of one wood and then two shit. <laughs> That's right. I remember when I was young, and my father taught me to shit on a piece of wood. That's right. Those were great days. <laughs> oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. My father took a two by six of, of red cedar. Oh, that, that wonderfully aromatic red cedar. He's like, I tell you what, Tim, I'm going to show you right here, right now. <laughs> How to shit on this piece of wood. <laughs> Anyways, the reptile section, right? Uh <laughs> You waltz on back there. The turtles are cheap. Like you, I don't know how much. Are, how much would you expect to pay for a turtle? Like twenty bucks, thirty bucks. Yeah, that sounds about right. If that, like, you, I mean, maybe if you got like one with like some kind of crazy looking shell or something. I don't know. I don't really know what makes. It sure as hell isn't their behavior patterns. Like turtles are always the same, right? Yeah. Yeah. They all there's yeah there's no fast tortoises that you could come upon there's no yeah. yeah there's no as far as personality i think they're pretty synonymous i think the only 
price point difference is age. So if you found like one that was like fucking huge and means it was like really old, yeah. they might try to charge more for it. But outside they of that, more for the old one. Yes, which doesn't make a lot of sense now that I say it, but they would theoretically charge more. Yeah, I don't know. It, I I kind of agree with that. It, it's kind of weird, like. Prices for animals, I mean, like, it's obviously a flesh-for-cash business. Oh, literally. What makes it right for the pet store to do it, but makes it wrong for the people who are smuggling the shit out of these animals to provide that resource to those pet stores? Well, we see, much like the sex trade industry, it isn't the pimps that are facilitating everything that are the ones that go to jail. It's the sex workers. So much like here in the case with the Philippines, it's the people smuggling the turtles for the pet stores to sell them that are going to get hit with the heavy, heavy fines. Oh, I thought I thought you meant like in that analogy that it's the turtles' fault. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you little stupid fucking turtle. It's all your fault. <laughs> We're going to send you to jail. They wrap up in their little shell, and then you just duct tape them up. You're like, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And then they can't walk around, so you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah, it's pretty sad. So in the the pictures we have here, so this uh, the, the, the turtles, they somehow had 15,000 turtles in their luggage which yep. I don't even know how you would do. I can't. I can barely get like a week's worth of clothes and everything I need in my luggage. But somehow they had fifteen thousand turtles. And what they did to make sure, I guess, their air quotes merchandise wouldn't get harmed is they duct taped the little arm flaps closed so their arms wouldn't be able to move around. So just you've seen the way those fucking bag handlers handle our fucking luggage. Can you imagine the poor fucking turtles? <laughs> Yeah. Fucking slapping around in there. Now, if any animal is equipped to being able to handle that type of mistreatment, I would That's true. It would be a turtle. <laughs> yeah, definitely not puppies. No, you wouldn't want to move fifteen. You wouldn't want to move fifteen thousand puppies that way. No, absolutely not. So this guy, uh, apparently, had been tipped off. He was flying in from Hong Kong, and uh, he left for of these pieces of luggage containing these turtles uh, and just, it just didn't show because he knew what the penalty was. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty steep. Uh, looks like uh, violators may face imprisonment of one year uh, and one day. What, why, why one year, one day? That's a weird, that's a weird number. Just to make sure that it was a full year, just yeah. maybe the first day is a processing day or whatever. You don't really get to spend much time. Or a leap year, you know, you want to make sure that it's like, oh, no, you're not getting off easy. <laughs> not easy. You're going to serve that day. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Or two years and a fine of 20,000 pesos. Yes, which is the currency of the Philippines. Wait, why? Wait, two, it, oh, okay, that's that's the range. I get it. <laughs> yeah. So they, they wouldn't even serve over two years. Uh, I mean, I guess it's understandable, you know, like – What's what's a what's a turtle life really worth? What's what's fifteen hundred turtle lives really worth? Probably at least a million humans. At least a million. <laughs> <laughs> well, by our uh, by the legal system's definition, I would say that it's somewhere around two years and twenty thousand paces. It's a good thing he didn't have like a half like spoked roach in there though, because then the detectives would have had to legally shot him. <laughs> And on yeah. the spot, since this is the Philippines. 
<laughs> we we gotta kill him. You're like, we oh, gotta kill him. Sorry, it's just like the detective just like unholsters a gun and shoots him in the airport. Oh, All right, problem solved. Got him. Got <laughs> too bad. Too bad he didn't have a, a thousand turtles in there. It would have been totally fine. But this half-smoked roach, no go. Yeah, absolutely not, man. You, you can't can't abide those druggies. Hmm. They're nothing but murderers and crooks. All of them. I think I said 15,000 turtles earlier. I meant 1,500. I'm, you it's get like, the idea. Uh, so you got four pieces of luggage. It's kind of like playing the uh, M&Ms in a jar game. You ever played that? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many turtles do you think are in these two bags of luggage? <laughs> well, he, he did like – if you look at the pictures, he did pack it as though he was going to like live out of the suitcase. Like I can see uh, – so like some kind of pill bottle. He's got a pair of dirty ass chucks with a little turtle inside of it. Yeah, you you don't you don't want to waste that chuck space. Yeah, he's got like a bag of like wrapped up cookies. <laughs> do you think the do you think the turtle that was like stuck in the chuck? Do you think like its head was like stuck inside the chute where like all I could smell was like his nasty ass like chuck foot smell the entire plane? Right. It looks like it. It's like oh god, you could have at least had my my head facing outside the chuck so I could get fresh air. Yeah, it, from the way that it looks, I would say that a lot of these turtles probably died. I mean, you can definitely see pictures of some of them that are living, but, they, but the grand majority of them are in the, these like Tupperware containers that have like holes punched in the top. But um, wouldn't that be like more protection? At least like they're not like getting thrown around as much. Well, they're knocking into each other, and yeah. it's probably like. I don't know. It's probably harder, but I would think suffocation would be the thing. But they didn't. Um, well, that's what the holes are for, right? Well, but they're pressed up against a bunch of other shit inside of the container. Maybe. Yeah, that could happen. It doesn't say how many of them actually made it through. Yeah. But did, wait, did they even wait? Did he even get to travel first? Like, I, I, I thought he was caught before he even got on the plane or anything. Um, I'm, I think he abandoned them. Oh, oh, left behind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he yeah. got tipped off saying, hey, we caught your shit. And he's like, fuck that, I'm running. Yeah. Gotcha. So, exactly okay, now I got it. Now it makes sense. Man, I'm uh, fucking slow. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to uh, diminish the plight of all these other turtles, but there was one turtle in particular that happened to me on the threatened species list. Sulcata tortoise, whatever that is, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't I don't know if that one necessarily is needs to be treated with extra additional care because there's fewer of them left. I mean, it would kind of make sense, I guess. Yeah, it makes, it makes the the crime just a little bit more terrible, more bad. Mm-hmm. Because it's like not only did he not care about these tortoises, but there was like one species of tortoise in particular that is about to be completely wiped off the face of the planet by people just like that that fucking asshole. Yeah, that's true. Like, it's very unfortunate. Throw, just throw it in the bag. You know, we, we're going on a ride, so kind of tortoise. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, put, put your legs in. I'm going to duct tape you up real quick. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what's the silver lighting? Oh, the silver lining. Silver uh, lining, two little poor tortoises getting abducted, going on a fun little plane ride. 
Okay, I think that I would say the silver lining is that they found some of the tortoises. You know, like they they stopped it mm-hmm. prior to the completion of this deal, so the guy didn't get paid, which is good. Yes. Um, some of the turtles made it through it. I I am almost one hundred percent sure, even though it doesn't explicitly say it in the article, that some of these turtles did die. But I also see some living turtles. Yes. I know that some of them made it through, so we got we got some live turtles on our hands, and that's good. Live turtles. Uh, and they're gonna get to see a new area of the country. You know, they're they're traveling. They're traveling for free. You know. Yes. That's pretty cool. That's pretty good. I, well, I would. Yeah, turtlecation. I would ride in your luggage if it was free, Tim. I'm gonna get a big old tall suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could scrunch up in a ball. We could make it work. I think you could. Yeah, just work on your yoga. We'll just stick you in there and hope that the baggage handlers don't beat the shit out of you. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Yeah, they just <laughs> you find out that the baggage handlers just like hang up luggage and just like punch it like a heavy bag. They might as well, honestly. Yeah. The Sounds way they like there's perfume in this one. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't blame them for the way they treat bags. Like I'm sure the time constra- like constraints they have of getting the luggage from point A to point B is quite intensive, and uh, they're just they're doing the best they can with what they got. That's uh, right. that's right. So if for any baggage handlers out there listening, we're on your side. We're on your side. Please, like, just take a big old shit on my fucking suitcase. I don't care. It's whatever you got to do to get through the day. Yep. That's that's totally fine. Just don't don't punch my toitles. Just don't punch the toitles. Um, I get yeah yeah yeah. I I agree with you, Tim. I uh, as far as the silver lining, uh, De- De- Detective Duterte, he was hot on the trail of the case yeah. of the missing tortoise, and they were you know able to ap- catch the the turtles. I don't even care if they catch the asshole who smuggled them. They they saved the the toitles. Yep. Our tor- our tortoise friends. They hopefully. What do you think they're gonna do with them? Do you think they're just gonna like take them to a fucking uh, <laughs> pet store anyways? Be like, well, we don't know what to do with them. I get here you go. This is where you guys are gonna go anyways. You might as well yeah. sell them. I I don't know. Like, do you think they're just gonna end up in the same place? I was kind of thinking that too. I, I guess they're like, gonna set them free. They're just gonna like go to it, drive like them out to a field somewhere, and be like, be free, and it's just like slowly the fifteen hundred tortoises like going into the field yeah. like, like get out of here you big stupid tortoise just go get yeah, out it's, it's a 15 minutes goodbye scene <laughs> just go uh, and then yeah. they all happen to wander out onto a highway <laughs> like no splat 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 oh, oh my god yeah i don't know i guess that or a conservation society but even then it's like I don't know. They're they're technically just like people who really like pets and have a whole bunch of them. Yeah, it's true. So I mean, same thing. Uh, although you don't have like individual people's like not feeding their pets and you know I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, from what I've heard, you can actually flip a flip a turtle on their back. What, what was it? Yeah. So um, <laughs> I listened, was listening to NPR the other day and they were talking about apparently, uh, so pirates and shit like that, that would visit the Galapagos islands. They would go there to take the toitles, the big old Galapagos tortoises because they, they were worth money. And what they would do is it would fill the bottom of the deck 
uh, with as many as they could by flipping them and just putting them on their back. Because apparently, I don't know how, apparently a tortoise can live for an entire year just on its back without any assistance. Which doesn't make any sense to me, but apparently it's the case. Which makes me sad because when I was growing up, I happened to own a couple box tortoises and uh, they, they both died. Mm, they and, didn't uh, have that that big yeah. fat hump inside of their shell. Yeah, I thought I was feeding them, but maybe not. I don't know. How do they do that? I, well, I guess most cold blooded animals can kind of go dormant. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. They go dormant. They they're hibernating. They're sleeping for the winter. Yeah. Well, they go they go into like sleep mode. Yeah. Like, lo, and, lo, uh, low battery mode, much like the iPhones. They just. They're like, they're like, I'm at 20% charge. Let me power down. Yeah, they've got like a, like a tree where it like draws all its succulents in. And, you know, it's all the water's in the middle part of the turtle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and its little legs just go boop. You know, like they like come in like kind of like you, you walked outside and in shorts on a cold day. You know what I mean? Are you talking about? Johnson on a cold day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Making sure that's the analogy you're making. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Yep. 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 It's, that's a that's a uh, that's a stiff winter breeze, you know. Like, <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So on to the next story. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we we wanted to start y'all out easy. That was uh, easy, yeah. Now we're, now we're going down the, that, the that, uh, patented cynic empowerment road that to was, sadness. That was the mild salsa. Now we're kicking it to medium. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about uh, Jessica Starr, who uh, happens was, to... What's that? No, I was about to say something, and then I was like, it's not appropriate. I was like, I don't know. So, uh, apparently, uh, a lot of people have been either... Committing suicide, or at the very least, having uh, complications that are ruining their lives uh, due to uh, side effects of refractive surgeries. Uh, so, refractive surgeries are things like LASIK, or in this particular case, uh, Smile is what it's called, mm-hmm. uh, which it, it just it, it it leaves way too many people uh, maimed in. You know, a variety of ways. Isn't it weird that they call it smile since it's like an eye surgery? Like you'd think if it was like a dentist surgery type thing, they would call it smile because like eyeballs like aren't mm-hmm. supposed to smile because they don't have teeth. And That's if right. eyeballs did have teeth, it would be very scary. Yeah, it's because it sounds a hell of a lot better than small incision lenticular extraction. Yeah, I'd rather have smiles in my eyes. Yeah, that that sounds absolutely terrible. That sounds like a, a fucking like medieval torture. Nya nya nya. We're gonna extract your lenticule. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Uh, uh, don't I need that? No. No, you don't. It's ours now. Ugh. So uh, apparently, a a couple of folks recently have committed suicide, and you know what? It. It's very sad, you know, in, in those particular people. I, I don't even think we need to name any names simply because there is a laundry list of people that have yeah. recently committed suicide based on the fact that they've experienced complications with refractive surgeries. Right. And like, uh, it, it sounded like the percentage you were telling me was quite high with the number of people that were affected by it. 
Yeah, I, I've heard anywhere from one to five percent of, of people, people having complications. Of having complications, not right. people that commit suicide. Oh let's, God, that would let's be clarify oh. that. Oof, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> like ah. Oh. Yeah, it's a major uh, major health emergency. Uh, well, I mean, and this technically could be because it's an elective surgery right. on a vital organ that you must have in order to function uh, in the way that most people do every day. Right. Uh, and also, I mean, like it, it probably doesn't go entirely without saying, like, uh, think about how difficult uh, the the life of the average blind person is. Like, it, it it's it's so many steps away from that, uh, from seeing like a halo, for example, which is one of the common side effects uh, mm-hmm. of refractive surgery, to not being able to see at all. Which I don't, I don't want to like diminish one or the other, but not being able to see at all is certainly worse than you know having a, like a, a halo or a starburst or something like that. Right. Uh, but I think that the difference here is that uh, you know people have experienced a, a life of fine vision you know they've probably taken it for granted in some respect mm-hmm. uh, and then are seeking out uh, a way to improve their life either aesthetically uh, or in the case that they have uh, a particularly bad vision and that they don't want to wear you know abnormally thick glasses or something like that uh, then they're they're seeking out retract refractive surgery in order to fix that um, but the, the key being that it's elective and that these people saw – in all likelihood saw it just fine with um, you know corrective lenses or, or glasses or what have you. Yeah. So I mean, it makes it worse. I don't know. Exactly. It's uh, – you don't know what you don't have, all, all of those kinds of concepts of once you're used to a certain quality of life, if it gets diminished in some way – then you're more apt or likely to commit suicide or take some kind of uh, very uh, – I my brain isn't working, but extreme actions yes. uh, d- due to a loss of the quality of life. Yeah. I mean think about the, the people that commit the most suicides in the United States of America. It's uh, middle-aged white men, right? They're they're at uh, they're at like the very tippy top of the mm-hmm. the the pyramid of quality of life in the world, right? Just fucking yep. trampling over everybody else. Yet something happens in their life, and then it, it results in them committing suicide. So it's lonely at the top. You know? Yeah, I guess it's not. It's not necessarily uh, suicide is not exclusive. From those individuals who are affluent. Absolutely. Case. You remember that Simon and Garfunkel song, um, Richard Corey? You familiar with that song? Nope. Everybody go go take a minute to look that up. That That's one of my favorite songs. And it is about a guy who owns a factory, is very affluent, uh, and the song is sung from the perspective of one of the factory workers who wishes that they could be Richard Corey. But in the end of the song, of course, Richard Corey ends up committing suicide, much to everyone's surprise. And it, that this does happen. I mean, like like Jimmy was just saying, like it, sometimes the affluent people of the society or the people that have all of the privileges and benefits end up still uh, doing things that uh, are a little bit surprising from – those members of society that maybe don't have it so great. Right. Um, but before we, <laughs> before we 
you know, continually beat this dead horse, which sounds kind of weird. It's like we're being, uh, I don't know, we're, we're kind of like uh, detracting from the fact that these people have committed suicide. Are we? I don't know. I, I kind of feel like. Am I? Maybe. Am I a bad person? I know. No, no. I think I, we can still talk about it. No, Jimmy. No. <laughs> Should I be second guessing myself? Uh, we should always second guess ourselves. Oh, well, that case, I'm Man, sorry. We should, we should have an episode about uh, guessing ourselves. <laughs> first, first step. Uh, very sad. Jessica Starr mm. committed suicide as a result of this. Uh, second step. You know, step you, two. You, step two. Uh, you don't have to get LASIK surgery mm. if, you, if you're if you don't have to do it. So this is. This is actually a little bit complicated. The way that they list this is the mm-hmm. first article that I found was husband commits suicide. Oh. And then the second article I find is that she commits suicide. Wait, so which is it? So let's see. That one's on December 12th. And maybe, the, maybe the husband committed suicide because she committed suicide. I don't think the husband would commit suicide because his wife was experiencing complications with... Oh, I see. So husband links. Uh, okay, so no one knew that the reason behind the suicide was the fact that she had had refractive surgery. So the husband, gotcha. it, weird, weird wording. Uh, and so yeah, she she committed suicide, and then about two months after the fact, this guy comes clean about it. Gotcha. Uh, which uh, is kind of the the uh, the mode of operation for a lot of these folks. Uh, one in particular of note. Dr. Morris Waxler, who was one of the the lead uh, scientific experts mm-hmm. on okaying the procedure with the FDA back in the day. Okay. He's now become a whistleblower, stating that it's nowhere near as safe as they initially made it out to be, uh, and that because of its nature as an elective surgery on a necessary organ, uh, it should at the very least be reviewed. Uh, yeah. Once again. Yeah, I mean, uh, your site is a very, I mean, as we already stated, a very uh, important organ that it's it affects our, uh, the very way we experience the world around us in, in a much more direct, because it's one of the five senses, so in a very, 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 very direct way. So, I mean, I definitely could see how if uh, it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to and some smiley white teeth fucking doctor mm-hmm. shook your hand and told you it was going to work out be great it's going to be awesome fork over five thousand dollars you're like okay uh how it would be very upsetting if it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to and it affected yeah. your daily life and then you have to deal with the oh well, i made the decision to do this i didn't have to do this i made my life worse it's my fault my life is worse my life is worse it's my fault and i could definitely see how that could be a, a, a yeah. negative whirlpool of uh, emotions yeah yeah absolutely um so uh, yeah it's very it's very sad silver lining <laughs> well uh the the suicide of course is once again brought to the uh, mainstream attention it's true uh, or you know it's it's bringing uh side effects from refractive surgery again to the mainstream attention so, 
it's good that we're aware of it. I wasn't familiar with uh, the website LASIK Suicides oh, prior yeah. to, uh, to this discovery. So that's definitely something that has uh, darkened my life up a little bit, but made mm. me a little bit more aware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's all for the better. Yeah, no, I think uh, a classic knowledge is power uh, silver lighting here in that. I mean, I had no idea, and I have no, have had family and friends who have gotten LASIK surgery, mm-hmm. right, or have known people that have talked to me about saying that they've thought about getting it and mm-hmm. so now i can say hey uh heard about them suicides heard about them suicides hey and then they could say wow way to side rail this conversation but like no seriously no let's let's talk about suicide <laughs> let's talk about suicide and i'll keep ostracizing myself from society and no one will want to talk to me anymore but hey i've done my part i tried to help I feel like every time somebody's talking about LASIK, though, it's it's usually at like a large family dinner and they're kind of a, approaching everybody in mass like, oh, hey, uh, I was thinking about having uh, having some LASIK done. What do you guys think about that? That's true. And he can say, no. He's like, no, you'll commit suicide. You'll die. You'll, the direct result. They'll, they'll rip your eyeballs from their sockets. Something terrible. Yeah. Your life will be worse. Don't do it. Yeah. So you really don't just just accept being a nerd and wear glasses all the time. It's fine. It's <laughs> yeah, fucking fine. And I both wear glasses. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's that's a giveaway. Now now people are going to be able to put together the image of of both of us a little bit better. They'll find exactly. us on the street. Exactly. Like, are you those guys that were naysaying LASIK surgery? And we're like, well, yeah. And they'll be like, uh. LASIK Doctors of America says hello and then like hits us like with a baseball bat. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why? Oh, no. Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that's, that's great. I love it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, do you want to introduce this next story, Jimmy? Moving on up. Yeah. Moving on up, rolling on along. Uh, roll, they're all gnawing along. Um, oh, can I? Do I have any other good puns? Oh, you're always so good with the puns. Let me try. Let me try, Tim. Before you come up with one, give me a okay. second. Okay. Uh, the dead air all cut out. Give me a second. I'm gonna think. Um, are you ready to spoke on this topic? Uh, uh, are you? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. They're all about like rolling around. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I wish you were as good a friend as this guy. <laughs> there you go. That just hurts. <laughs> I wish I was as good a friend as that guy too. That doesn't hurt at all. I take it back. Okay. This guy's so, great. This guy's great. This is actually a happy story. We're flipping. This is after the last awful thing. This is actually good. So the title of this story is a teen saves for two years to buy his friend an electric wheelchair. So, oh, uh, yeah. Collective awe from everyone. Mm-hmm. So uh, in this story, uh, a kid named Tanner Wilson from Cato Hills senior high, mm-hmm. uh, bought a electric wheelchair for his friend, Brandon Quails, mm-hmm. because his friend's arms would uh, constantly get tired. A lot of 
uh, high schools are quite large and things of that nature. Yep. And so he saw that since his friend was struggling getting around uh, because he uh, has to use a wheelchair to get around due to a lack of mobility, he thought that it would be a great and amazing thing for him to buy his friend an electric wheelchair, which he did uh, through the course of saving for two years while working, I'm assuming part-time since he's going to school, at a local mechanic shop. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. He's a he's a wrench monkey. He runs around grabbing tools for folks. Unless he's just like, he's really on top of it. I guess there were some folks that I went to high school with that were always in like shop and they they knew all about it. They knew how to take apart their truck and put it back together. This guy kind of looks like one of them, to be honest. It's true, yeah. He, he's he got the classic... What kind of boots are those? They're like the classic farm boy boots. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're not uh, they're not cowboy boots. No. But they're certainly not the kind you lace up. Yeah. Um, and they... Yeah, they're classic farm boy boots. And that guy, if I ever saw one, is a good old boy. He is a good old boy. He's like... Basically, he should have a hat that says good old boy. And this is... I'm not even trying to be disparaging. It's like not even... As someone that lives in the state of Kentucky and can recognize a good old boy, he's a good old boy. He's the kind of guy that you would go out to, like, you you, you could, like, not know him. Like, not know his name, be, like, on a, a completely acquaintance level, go out on a lake, uh, kick, uh, drink some brewskis. He's only 17, but it doesn't matter. Drink some brewskis, like, fish all day and have a great time. Don't even, like, talk about, like, anything big. Just, like, basic stuff, like... Yeah, man, I just like to hang out and have a good time, uh, get out on the water. Uh, like, without even yeah. knowing his name, you can tell that it's like something related to hunting or right. the acquisition of natural resources. Yeah, like hunter or like forest or yep. in this case, his name's Tanner. Tanner, yep. <laughs> Which, yeah, that's leather production right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. He, he, uh, he seems like a good guy. Absolutely. And, uh, of course, as uh, Brandon Qualls, his friend, told News 9 TV, my arms would get really tired. And uh, that's uh, that's really what probed his friend Tanner to uh, do this uh, amazing act of kindness. So he, he spent two years of savings. Mm-hmm. Electric wheelchairs are not cheap. No, no they're not. Uh, all right. So I have just now done – a little bit of research. He's <laughs> on a goggle. A little little goggle research. Uh, and my findings have concluded that if you want to purchase an electric wheelchair, uh, which may or may not be similar to the one depicted in the article that we are currently reading about, uh, it looks like you're going to pay at minimum $700, but in all likelihood somewhere around two to $3,500. Yeah. Uh, or two thousand to thirty five hundred dollars. Uh, so that ain't no small chunk of change. Absolutely not. Especially not for a uh, for a high schooler. Right. He's probably like getting paid at most minimum wage to just hand around tools at a shop somewhere. Pretty much. Uh, well, based off of his size, there's he's certainly not going inside of any vehicles. I know that. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean inside of? He's, he's he's a big guy. He's not that big. He's a big guy. I mean, like what they have to do in order to get inside of the vehicle, you have to have tiny little hands. It's 
You have to have tiny person hands. The people that is not true. Every yeah. mechanic I have ever met has like freaking like potato sized knuckles from like manhandling tools all day. Potato sized? No, they have little. No, next they time don't. you next time you shake a mechanic's hand, you know, take a good look. Like tell them to like put their hand up to your hand, and you'll notice that they have they have hands of a toddler. That is that is not true. It is absolutely that is absolutely not true. <laughs> that is a million percent so, false. Uh, of course, we missed the disclaimer uh, that we normally have at the beginning of our show. Everything, We're experts. Everything that we say on Cynic Empowerment is 100% true, Jimmy. 100%. And you can take everything that we say as God's honest truth. Cite us in your, in your academic papers and your thesis. Yeah, so yeah. – Anyone that's been listening to this show for any amount of time realizes that we never talk about happy stories. We don't we don't bring them up. That's not that's not our bread and butter here at the if table. If we shit on them. If anything we shit on them. So here instead of finding a silver lining, we're about to take a big old shit mm-hmm. on this heartwarming story. Yeah. So, for me, when I read this story, while well, I think what Tanner Wilson did was great and amazing and I'm not going to I'm not discrediting him in any way shape or form nope. for his great act of kindness for his friend yep. mm-hmm. but for me personally i think it's really shitty that we don't live in a society where we have sufficient health care for people that people that have a disability and a lack of mobility such as his friend brandon quells can't afford with assistance a motorized wheelchair and i wish that Tanner Wilson could have just been his friend and been able to use that extra money to either pay for some technical school later on or college or something like that. Mm -hmm. And his friend, uh, Brandon Quills could have just had a fucking motorized wheelchair his entire goddamn time. Yeah. But such is my opinion. (laughs) I'm I'm pretty sure he could have just went to like, uh, he wouldn't even have to have gone to like a high ranking school administrator, just like his, his like homeroom teacher. Right. Mm -hmm. And been like, Hey, uh, have you noticed that Brandon like has trouble pushing his cart around? Like he uh, he could probably do with an electric wheelchair, right? Like wouldn't that wouldn't that be good? And then if they had any shred of decency, they would probably say, "Yeah, that's totally right. Let's do something about that." And then if you just talk to a couple of people in the school, they could each throw in $10 instead of him having to buy a $3,500 wheelchair by himself, saving up two years. And then everyone could communally provide Brandon with an electric wheelchair. Right. Well, well, I mean, I guess that too. But I was thinking more of like, you know, a society that is... Uh, you mean like paid for by like taxpayer dollars? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying that, like, a society where everyone, I don't know, has this weird thing called, like, healthcare or some bullshit like that, you know, where it's like, you know, if you're suffering from something, right? Because, I mean, under, like, Medicare, uh, motorized scooters and stuff like that are covered. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, like, it's like, it, like, if there was, like, you know, Medicare, but, like, for everyone, <laughs> and this no. kid had that... <laughs> No, Jimmy, you see, I don't believe that everyone should have health care. I think that if you it's, provide everyone with health care, just like if you provide everyone with electric wheelchairs, then they become weaker 
<laughs> they don't have to work as hard. Then everyone will start claiming they're disabled, and then our entire society will just have everyone going around in electric wheelchairs. You'll just see fully abled 17, 16-year-olds just going around in electric wheelchairs, doing wheelies, going around to their local uh, skate parks and uh, little motorized wheel- wheelchair gigs. <laughs> yeah, like snapping across... Well, they're rolling across that that basketball court. Doing fucking drive-bys and their fucking electric wheelchairs. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you know that's what's going to happen. That's just the, the natural uh, derivative of our story here. Exactly. That's and that's why Tim and I we're we're against Medicare for all because right. we don't we don't believe in mm-hmm. motorized wheelchair wheelchair gangs. I believe in this crazy common sense idea of personal responsibility. That's right. And uh, if you're born with some kind of uh, uh, mobility reducing uh, disability, then mm-hmm. fucked up kid, you just picked the wrong body. I think that Brandon, Brandon, uh, Brandon should have spent his money on electric wheelchairs instead of drugs. Yeah, that's right. Let's look at him. Look at that curly-headed, uh, glasses-wearing yep. face. He, yep. He's yeah. fucking wasting his money on Sour Patch Kids and other shit. He should have just not eaten for two years so he could have bought an electric That's wheelchair. Right. <laughs> he wanted an electric wheelchair so bad. Oh, man. God damn it. Well, I'm, uh, yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> That's it. It's pretty great. I, I don't know. What's the it's opposite the, of a silver lining? It's been my dream to just have one of these, and my dream came true, said Brandon. Yeah. Sounds like he was just excited to not have to spend all his pot bucks on yeah. wheelchairs. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if he had been more... God damn it. <laughs> Oh man! Obviously, we're being facetious. If you didn't figure that out, then oh my god! If, oh, you know what? At this point, even if you're upset, like messages that's that's been roughly, like, I don't know, like twenty percent of the comments that we've received so far, including the one from um, what was it? There was like a, it was a scam. Somebody oh, oh, like some bot account? I ruin your <laughs> life. Uh, oh yeah, something like that. Yeah, they're calling us frauds. Uh, that's okay, we are frauds. Um, yep. <laughs> so that's that story. So I guess our palate cleanser. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. That one wasn't too sad. I don't really need a palate cleanser. What we're going to, to uh, our last and final story here. This is just I found really fucking funny. So we're we're doing it. Yeah. And so it's about the origins of the word boycott and if you think of the word boycott it's kind of a weird word because it's not doesn't have anything to do with a boy sleeping in a cot yep so the term boycott comes from this uh individual from the 1800s named charles cunningham boycott and this individual's name became a verb because essentially he was such a giant dick that the uh, the people that he w- he was a landowner over decided to boycott him. Yeah. 
Dude was terrible. He was a uh, dickhead. Apparently, he was a former army officer. Uh, and after retiring from the military, he decided to uh, basically be a, a henchman for a landlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this guy who owned these large tracts of land and, of course, making most of his money off of his tenants mm-hmm. would employ someone uh, like uh, like Charles Boycott to kick people off the land if they didn't pay rent. Uh, and sometimes that resulted in, in bloodshed or, or violence because this guy didn't exactly care about uh, the, the tenants all that much. He cared about making his, his blood-soaked dime. Exactly. Since this was, was in Ireland, basically he would go up to the door and be like, Ha-ta-tar-tar-tar-tar, I see you only <laughs> got a hundred potatoes here, but ye, ye owe the landlord a hundred and twenty potatoes. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm going to have to kick ye off the land now. Yeah, because taters are currency in Ireland. Exactly. For those of you that don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Um, get upset at us, Irish. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> come, how much you come fight us? Come get us. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to fight those guys so bad. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so there was, a, um, there was a land league campaign in 1880 in order to take action against... Uh, folks like Charles Boycott's landlord employer. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, this ended up in a lot of folks deciding to uh, uh, band together and take action against our, our boy, our boy Choils. Yeah. This was such an impressive feat of uniting. Like I, I am so impressed by the extent of which these uh these tenants took to just show like making this guy's life fucking miserable mm-hmm. like when you normally think of a boycott boy boycott a boycott a boycott a boycott you think about people just not buying shit but no that is not the extent of what this boycott was basically they made this guy's life literal hell what they did is they started off by going to his property since he was a landowner he had people that would you know work his land Grow the crops, make this dude money, mm-hmm. and they, under uh, th- threat of injury, they basically threatened all of the people working on his property to get the fuck off, or they were going to kick their ass. And they're like, "Um, well, I'm only making three potatoes an hour. I guess <laughs> I can stop working here. I'd rather not die." And they're like, "Yeah, you get the fuck off this land. You ever work for this dude again, we'll fucking slit your throat." And they're like, "Okay," and so that was the first step. Then they went to, I, I guess, his herder, someone that like took care of like his livestock and stuff like that. Made him was like, "Hey, you fucking take care of these goddamn animals. Fuck that shit. We'll fucking kill you too." He's like, "Okay, I won't take care of the animals anymore." But uh, I live in a house that you gave me, Mister Boycott. You understand, I'm still going to live here, right? I I need this house. <laughs> and so his herder wasn't doing any shit for him anymore, but he was still living in the house he was giving him. <laughs> even like people in like the town that he wasn't directly like paying to do some service on his land like his blacksmith and his uh laundry lady and all these other people are like hey you fucking like clean his clothes we'll slit your throat too we got potato knives we mean yeah. business <laughs> potato knives I'm throw the potato peeler <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah yeah so Jesus Christ. i don't really know about the whole violence towards people in order to prevent that guy from being violent oh kids too kids too sorry the last thing they threatened kids 
He had a messenger boy. He was 12 years old. Yeah. Like, hey, you little punk-ass bitch. I saw you saw you delivering mail to Mr. Boycott over there. Well, <laughs> how about you tell your boy that you're not going to be coming back because we're going to kick your ass. <laughs> but, but. I got I to gotta deliver it. Like, wh- where am I going to get money? It's like, no, it's like slaps the letters out of his hands. Yeah. Don't you ever come back here again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so my God. E- everybody uh, was basically on threat of violence, uh, uh, ordered to not have anything to do with Charles Boycott mm-hmm. uh, and what became essentially the very first – and ever human history boycott campaign. So impressive. Like I just wish that like people nowadays like had the balls to do something like this against something they just that's like so apprehensible. And it, and it doesn't sound like anyone was, I don't know, seriously harmed from this. Right, it was just a lot of threats. So whether or not they would have followed through with it or not, I'm not entirely certain. Um, mm-hmm. well, so I get. I mean, I guess if people had died, it probably would have changed my uh, opinion of the situation. Well, all these people have died. This is a long time. Oh my fucking god, Tim! You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, uh, boycott actually uh, left the country. In nineteen or in eighteen eighty, good. Uh, because yeah. obviously he was disgraced, uh, and everybody that had anything to do with him would also become ostracized or or hurt or what what have you. Yeah. So he left, and then uh, looks like roughly seventeen years later, uh, died in an estate in Suffolk. Good. Hmm. Yeah. Um. How about that? I don't know. I feel like if you try to do something like this now, like the person would be able to sue you, be like, he refused to serve me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my god. Apparently, that also increased the power of the land league, which I'm, I'm fairly certain that if you looked into that, you could probably find a little bit of, a little bit of a conspiracy there. But conspiracy. Who cares? Because that's where boycott comes from. Da, 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 da. Yeah, that's all. That's all we're interested in. Yeah, not not all the other repercussions, good or bad, that came from this. We're just yeah. we're just interested in the word boycott. That someone was such a dick that their last name became a verb. Tim, if 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 you if your last name became a verb, carpenter, what do you think it would be known for? <laughs> <laughs> Probably like building houses. Uh, it sounded like a lot better idea until I said. <laughs> what, what about yours, Jimmy? Horn. What does it mean to horn? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, our names aren't good for this. They already mean shit. <laughs> We, yeah, we come from a, a long English tradition of naming people exactly what they do. Yeah, just <laughs> very straightforward and boring. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Pretty boring indeed. Uh, so I don't know if – I think that the uh, the silver lining uh, for Mr. Boycott is self-explanatory. Like, we, we have a, a, an awesome word to describe uh, the – you know, the, uh, I don't know, what's another word for boycott? Oh my God, I can't even, like, how do I say something else? Um, 
boycott. What's a synonym for boycott? <laughs> boycott. <laughs> boycott. We have boycott from this story, and that's great. Yeah. Bloop. That's true. Mm-hmm. Bloop. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, and it's very funny. It's All very right. Funny. Well, Jimmy, I think it's about that time of the show where we talk about the things that are making us all sad. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Mm-hmm. Ooh-wee. Ooh-wee. Why are you sad? Why am I sad? Um, well, I had a, I had a pretty interesting experience yesterday. Uh, I, 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 I think, uh, like I'm not usually an anxious person. Yeah. But, uh, I think yesterday I was, I was anxious. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't really figure out why it was that. So we were, we were trying to relax a little backstory, right? Uh, I've been over planning my weekends, for uh for a pretty long time now at least since like uh-huh. last june as I'm, I'm i'm trying to knock out a bunch of stuff i'm trying to be really productive and uh if i have a day where i i don't have any work scheduled or i'm not uh furthering any of my goals not working towards something i feel like i'm wasting it and it's mm-hmm. it's not like it's not necessarily a a bad thing per se because it does cause me to be productive on those days but it causes me to not be able to relax because yeah. I'm constantly worried that I'm wasting time. That there's something more important that you should be doing. Yeah. I took like a literal fuck ton of deep breaths yesterday to try to be like, okay, I need to calm down. I'm relaxing now. <gasps> yep, I'm done. <gasps> and, uh, you feel relaxed yet, Tim? No, let me get a few more in here. <gasps> yeah. <sighs> but... Eh, it's fine. Um, by the by, the end of the day, I think I was I was sufficiently relaxed. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty good, pretty good. Nice man. Or I think we're over it. That's great. What What about you, Jimmy? What's going on with you? Uh, it, it's hard to keep all your commitments and go and do all the things you say you're going to do, and yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just had a lot of stuff planned out for yesterday as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, I didn't, I didn't do them all. Some of them were, were social obligations and you know what? I was tired and I didn't feel like going out and being social. So I did it. And, uh, I don't know. It's just always makes you feel bad when it happens. Nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. That is a, that is a skill that is much more difficult to implement practically than it sounds like it would be like just simply being able to say no. Yeah. Is really hard for some folks. I, I'm, I'm sure we're included in that. Oh yeah. No, I fucked up. I said, I'll probably be there. And I just didn't go. Yeah. I, there's a, yeah, there's a, like a social engagement later on today that a couple of folks may have heard me say that I might go to, but I don't want to go. I don't yep. think I will. I think I'd say no. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a balancing act, right? You want to go enough that you keep getting invited to go to things, but you, yeah. but you don't, but not every, yeah. Because if you don't, 
if you just consistently don't go, then eventually you'll stop getting invited. And then you'll be like, I'm not invited. And then, but then you can hang know. out at home with your cat and watch movies and drink beers all night. And that's Yeah, cool. that's true. Yeah, that's, that's like the next best thing. Yeah, what could you have? What, what's better than that? <laughs> what could be better? What could possibly be better than that? Yeah. Damn, damn, that sounds like alcoholism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have catism. <laughs> what well, what could be possibly be better than staying at home alone with your cat and drinking yourself to sleep? Yeah. Damn, damn, <laughs> damn! You need help. That's the best thing. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> oh man. Yep. I don't know. Oh. Start worrying about that when you get when you hit thirty. Okay. Oh gosh, it's right around the corner. <laughs> I, I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> you can you can excuse it on your 20s for now but once you hit 30 it's like oh no can't use that excuse anymore mm-hmm. like you've never heard anyone like use the excuse of like oh, i was in my 30s i didn't know any better like that's yeah that's not that's never been an excuse yeah as of now it's like you still have to say your 20s because if you say your late 20s they're like mm, yeah not as not as convincing don't think yep. so no Nope, nope. Don't don't have as much of a right to be stupid anymore. Exactly. There's a, there's a world of a difference between twenty and twenty nine. Yeah, isn't, isn't that <sighs> ridiculous? Where where do you think is the where's the metaphysical difference? Is it twenty five? Um. Yeah. Because yeah, I think it's twenty five. Because that's when you hit a quarter of a century. Yeah. Old, and that's when I started like contemplating death more. Not in the sense that I wanted to die, but the <laughs> sense that I acknowledged that I was going to, whether I wanted to or not. Yeah, it, it became uh, it became a factor in your decision making processes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was weird. I don't know why. Something about twenty five. It just something clicked. Yeah. Instead of like being uh, being twenty two, and it's like, oh no, I can I can definitely drink that much, or I exactly can jump off of that. It was it was it was just Taylor Swift songs. That's all it was. It was like I don't know about you. I'm feeling twenty two, and that's all I had to tell myself. But when I hit 23, I couldn't sing those lyrics the same way anymore. I could yeah. say the words, but it didn't hold any truth. Yeah, no truth. There's no legitimacy to it anymore. Uh-huh. Damn it. I hear you, man. All right. So for all of our 22-year-old listeners out there, where can they find us? All right. If you want to tell us why we're bad because we keep talking about suicide and we don't know how to talk about it, you can do so <laughs> by emailing us at cynicempowerment at gmail.com. We would yep. love to hear from you there. You can also like us on Facebook and send us a message. Yep. You can also tweet at us at cynicempowerme1. Please, please, please do so. If there's something you want us to talk about, uh, that would be great. If we totally fucked something up, which we didn't, feel free to let us know. Mm-hmm. And um, hope to hear from you in the future. Yes, please. Tell us about all your turtle taping deeds. Mm-hmm. We want to know more about how you wrap it up in a little Tupperware container and you stack it like you stack your damn cookies. Whenever I tape a turtle, I just put tape on the nipples and nowhere else. Do turtles have nipples? Absolutely not. I was about to say they're reptiles. They don't. They don't. <laughs> yeah. They don't give milk to their young. I was trying to like. Never mind. Take their nipples. Are you are you referencing another part of their body? No, I'm like referencing the where the people will put. It's like humans do it sometimes for some reason. I don't. Oh, like pasties. Yeah. Like turtle pasties. Mm-hmm. Like paint me like one of your French girls, kind of pasties. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's what I was trying to do. Do turtles have wieners? 
Yep, they do. I, where do they come out? Um, down near where the tail's at. It's they not. Don't come. Yep. Not like part of the shell. Have you never watched turtles having sex? I'm gonna go look that up right now. They make some funny noises. Wait, I have seen a video of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's weird because that's the same noise I make when I have sex. <laughs> Never realized it till just now. Me too, Jimmy. <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, Good stuff. Well, on that note, everybody, uh, you keep your head up, and we will catch you next time. candies it's like got like some kind of jelly shit in the middle and it's it's in a wrapper that looks kind of like a strawberry you're seeing oh yeah where it's like hard candy but it has like that weird liquid shit in the oh fuck oh, it is. and it is shit like i wish they wouldn't have the shit in the middle it would be a better candy